three, two, one. And welcome to the What The Shuck podcast. The goal of the What The Shuck podcast is to provide a platform for the people with positive ideas and influential ideas that have helped me to change my life or that can maybe help you to change your life. As you navigate through the tribulations that life will throw you and you're gonna be trying to achieve your highest goals, it's gonna be really important to have people that influence you. So, however, throughout this podcast, I also plan to put a spotlight on the people who make Kentucky such a unique and awesome place. So throughout my podcast, I will be interviewing people of all professions, arts, and honestly, just anyone with a cool idea that has an idea that should be heard or a story. So my next guest is a coach that focuses on fitness that is balanced and promotes personal growth. She is the owner of the Switch It Up, which is a monthly exercise program which empowers women to feel confident in the gym, as well as the co-founder of the Rose Retreat, which focuses on the importance of self-love and body positivity. She is a rep for a brand in the leading industries of fitness for as far as wear, supplements, and even a CBD oil. And she has some really big things in the work for this spring and summer. And my next guest is Miss Gabby Mel. Thank you so much for coming on. Yes, thank you for having me. That was like a really good introduction. I'm like, man, you did your research. <laughs> it was perfect. But yeah, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to chat today. And we were just chatting before this. And I feel like there's a lot of different ways we can take this. But um, yeah, I'm excited to, excited to talk. Yeah, so I uh, know Gabby kind of in a way through friends and through EBF. Actually, I guess this is her first time really mm -hmm. talking, but uh, follow her on social media. And uh, she has some really awesome content that she puts out. And as my listeners know, it is really important to just put out not just valuable content that helps you, but also that's going to help other people and to educate them. And I find that a lot of times people are putting out just bullshit and there's a lot of static in the airways and I've, everything I've seen from you is super positive. It's super transparent. You're super emotional. Like you put like you, you're, who you are, like I feel like when you're not on the camera is who you are like when you're like on the camera. Yeah. So it's like really important mm -hmm. and I can just see that because like you cry and you're like yep. super emotional <laughs> and I just appreciate that because I'm a super emotional person yep. and just being grateful for the good times and the bad times is really important. So. It was, yeah. It's really cool to see you do that. Yeah, it is. It's super important to me because I wasn't always that way, especially on social media. Like when I started my social media, it was very much just fitness, fitness, fitness. And I was giving fitness advice and just kind of keeping it with what I saw was working. But what I noticed over time was that what was working the best and what I was getting the most engagement on and what people were messaging me and sending me all these emails and responses to were the times I was emotional and I was being vulnerable, whether that was about my personal health journey, my eating disorder history, literally financial stuff. I remember I, I used to do YouTube. I was super into YouTube back in college and I did a, a video and I was talking about like not knowing what I'm going to do after school because I'm obviously an entrepreneur and that's really scary and I have student loans and just I was just bawling my eyes out and the response from that video was tenfold compared to the next video that was probably about weight loss like people were just super duper receptive to that and I've noticed that anyone trying to build a brand or build a business especially if it's based on yourself vulnerability is like the number one thing that I recommend people to do because like you said you can see the authenticity behind it and people can connect to you so yeah yeah so um, we work out at everybody fights this is actually where we're recording right now as you all know one of my favorite places to uh, record the and work out yes we ever. both love everybody fights a lot so shout out to everybody, everybody fights can I just say for a second everybody fights I don't like I, I talk about it a lot on my stories and stuff but I haven't actually like I need to like do a full on like explain what happened. So I literally, I used to be super obsessed with fitness, crazy, overly obsessed, went to the gym way too often to the point where like I stopped loving it and I was really resenting it. And I went through a really big rut of just like hating the gym, not wanting to go. Like when I was there, I wasn't really doing anything. And I'm, I'm an athlete. I grew up playing soccer and I love, I love being pushed. And I, I forget how I, I think Lindy might've reached out or someone reached out and asked if I want to just come try it after the first class. I'm not kidding. I've, I've been doing this for a year and a half now. And I, I don't really go to the normal gym anymore. Occasionally I do, but this place literally just reignited my love for fitness. And as someone who spends their whole day helping other people be healthy and do fitness, it's nice to come and be able to not have to think about anything and just be able to do and not like have to really 
set my own routine or really motivate myself because everybody around you is motivating you. So shout out to EBF. They're the best. <laughs> yeah. And something we were actually just talking about too, was just the fact that you see people of both genders and of all ages. So it's just really and cool to see and and sizes. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. And when I got here, I was much larger than I am now. So it's just cool to see when people come in here and you see their fitness journey and how they've mm -hmm. changed. And something that you obviously talk about is being not only physically fit, but also like mentally fit and the importance mm -hmm. of how that those two go hand in hand. Yeah. And when you really, like you said, you're in a rut and you're working out and it's, it's, you're getting the fitness part out of it, but when you're not like actually enjoying it and you're not like, it's hard for you to yeah. come in here and continuously do that grind when you're not like in love with it. So when yeah. you have like a new way to reignite that passion, it was really important for me because I came here and I played sports growing up too. I was mm -hmm. a football player, I played tennis, and Same. I just hadn't had that yeah. in a long time. And I just was like, when I go work out, I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm lifting weights, bro, like, yeah. cool. And it was just never anything that I felt motivated by. I never mm -hmm. felt like I got anything out of it. But when you're pushing through struggle with somebody else, yeah. you like are like, all right, like, setting is, yeah, it's so important. Yeah, I love And like it. you said, just all the shapes and sizes and just people of all ages, just it's so important because you see that everyone, no matter who they are, what they are, or what they're going through, struggles the same way as you do mm -hmm. when you're going through something like that. And it just yeah. puts life into perspective a lot, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love but, it, I love uh, it. so... For me, um, everybody fights was really important, but also just meeting the people here. So that's been a mm -hmm. huge part of, of the whole thing with my podcast is just that I've been able to meet so many cool people. So I've said it like three times already, but I wanna thank you so much for coming yeah. on. Yeah. I, wanna, I wanna really have a diverse like amount of people that I have on here. So it's really cool that I gotta like be yeah. introduced to you. And uh, through Mike was who I think I've, followed your Instagram. Yeah. Mike's like one of my really good friends, super influential to me. Um, and so just getting to know people like you and Mike has been so important to me. So it's mm -hmm. just really important to get this stuff out here. But do you have anything that you're like, you're working on? I know you have some really big events if you want to kind of touch on that and what the importance is of what you're kind of trying to focus on with your events coming up this summer. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll backtrack a little bit um, and kind of explain where it came from. Cause I think that that's kind of where the inspiration kind of is in and um yeah so personally I grew up and I played soccer and my dad was my coach I grew up in a really healthy household and I developed so, like it's so funny I actually just did for the, re the retreat company that I own we just made this like really cool video and I was kind of telling my story during it and I said something like you know when you say something and you're like whoa did I just say that that was really cool um, I kind of had an epiphany while I was talking that I realized I didn't think people like me got eating disorders. I grew up in a very good house. I have loving parents. They never pushed me to do any diets. Like I had a very healthy upbringing and I knew eating disorders were wrong. I knew like that that's not what you should do. And so when I ended up literally severely underweight and so obsessed and food was my every thought, I was really confused. I was like, why is this happening to me? Um, and so over the past couple years, through recovery and everything that I've been through, I re I realized that it's wasn't my family. It wasn't anything. My family could have. It was literally perfect. It's society and it's everything that society was putting on me and stuff I was seeing in the media and stuff that I was seeing on as social media was developing because I grew up in that time when social media was just kind of kicking off, and I've learned through that that our society puts so much worth on your size and how small you are or how big you are and how you look. And especially for women, I'm honestly interest, interested to hear from your perspective too as a man um, experiencing that through a weight loss. But um, as a woman, we just have so many expectations on us as to like what we should look like, how we should be. And, and a lot of that ends up falling onto dieting and with fitness because that's the one thing we can control. And so when I finished soccer my senior year, I, I kind of, I knew being a healthy person, I was like, I know soccer's ending. I know I need to keep up my fitness. And I just took it way too far because that's what you do when you're uneducated and you're losing weight and you think it looks good and you think that's what you're supposed to be doing. And so 
took it way too far and um, through education and through learning and following other people that are not pushing dieting and not pushing being your smallest version of yourself but being the best version of yourself and cultivating a healthy relationship with food, not an obsessed relationship with food, I realized that um, that this life, the free life, the life that isn't just like completely taken over by food and fitness is so much better. And I'm able to be my best self and I'm able to feel better and look better and just like actually live life and travel and enjoy food and it's just the best. So through all of this, I've met so many freaking women that have also dealt with this exact same thing. It's actually crazy how many people go through this, some form of disordered relationship with food and with fitness. And through that, I met my best friend, Michaela, who also has a really big platform. And we we did all of our stuff on social media and we realized that social media is great, but this is kind of the problem. Social media is what is causing a lot of these issues to arise in young women. And so we wanna take it off of social media. And so we were like, let's do a live event. Let's do something where people can come meet us. We can talk about this stuff, meet the people that are messaging us in our DMs in person. And we did, a re it started off as, okay, let's just do a four hour little event. It'll be fine. That night we were booking a mansion cabin in Hawking Hills and we were like, let's go all in and just do a three day retreat. And that's how the Rose Retreat was born. And from there, we had 20 women. That's actually how I met Gabby, my other friend Gabby, that comes to Everybody Fights. She came as a retreat goer, and then we became really good friends. So it's just created a lot of really cool relationships. And the women left, I even left, as, a, as the woman that was hosting it, I left changed as well, just because when you get 20 women that are looking to just like make a positive impact and make a change in their life, that's when the magic happens. And we kind of looked at each other after that retreat, and we were like, this is what we need to do because this is, we don't know how long social media is going to last. We don't know how long this is actually going to be feasible to just keep posting and doing business that way. So that's where this year we're really kind of ramping up the, the retreats and actually doing a conference in Columbus. So exciting things happening, but yeah, that's kind of like the backstory of how the Rose retreat kind of became what it is today. So yeah, and if you want to touch on some of the dates that you have coming up for that. Yeah. I know that you have two events. I don't know if they're both for the the Rose Retreat. Yeah. Okay, they actually yep. are. Okay. So we, we're doing two retreats. Our first retreat is um, June 21st through the 24th. That one's actually more for business entrepreneurs, women. Um, we kind of wanted to touch on that just because so many people do come up to us and ask, like, how did you start your business? And, like, how do you get into this and whatnot? So we have a business-focused retreat, and that is in Montauk, New York. Um, our second event of the year is our conference in Columbus, Ohio. It's August 7th, 8th, and 9th. And then our third retreat is, or so it's our second retreat, third event, is going to be at the end of the year, and it's not announced yet, but it's going to be in October. Cool. And in, on the West Coast, so. On the West Coast. Yes. This lady is going everywhere. Going everywhere. She's taking this place everywhere. <laughs> Rose Retreat. Uh, but for me, I know that you were talking about how women struggle with this. Yeah, but, kind of, and so, I'm interested to hear like your input on just like, because guys don't talk about this stuff. I think it's really cool that you're like open to like having a podcast and kind of sharing your emotions and sharing your feelings. And especially as someone that's lost a lot of weight, like, I don't know, do, like, do you feel like men have the same like expectations put on them to look a certain way? So for me, I know that there's actually, and I, I like, I, like to bring up the fact that it's talked about a lot in society. It was actually on an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And I love the show, but I was just like, I get that. I get the joke that he's talking about, even though it's bad. But like, so I find that when I talk to like women or anything like that, sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I lost 225 pounds. And I'm like, I find that as like a huge achievement, but sometimes I feel like girls look at me and they're like, but are you gonna ever go back up to that? Yeah. And, yeah. It, and they made the joke, it's called the yo-yo. Yeah, yo-yo dieting. And yes, yo -yo and, yep. and he was like, are you yo-yoing up or are you yo-yoing down? And so I've always been like a super confident person. Even when I was really big, I always was like super outspoken and just like talkative and stuff. But I did struggle with that. It, mm -hmm. did, it did bother me that I was big and I knew that I was less attractive mm -hmm. to women. Yeah. And what I've really found out, it's not that I really think that it was just my physical state was what was unattractive. It was just that I feel like women look, would look at me and be like, if that guy can't take care of himself, like how is he supposed to take care of a relationship? Yeah, yeah. And that was what was so important for me was just finding that it was like, so I wanted to go into politics and stuff like that. And I was like, I can't really look, I can't 
how can someone look at me and be like, this guy can't take care of himself, so how can he take care of this state? Yeah. And so it was just like, that was really important for me. But, so I lost 225 pounds, and I always say I traded in the beer store for the six-pack, but like, really, I have <laughs> excess skin, and it's not like horrible or anything, but I'm always like torn. I'm like, do I want to get the skin removed, yeah. or do I want to use it as like a story to be like, hey, like, this is who I am, I lost this weight, like, I want to show you that you can do it. And I almost feel like if I do get the skin removed, my story is less approachable. Oh man, but, I'm like so excited to talk to you Yeah, about yeah, so but like if I keep the skin, like I, I know that I look good and I feel good and I can outperform most people in, like that come to this gym and a lot of stuff. And it's not that there's not dudes who are not like way more muscular and more ripped than I am. Yeah. But it's like, I know I'm willing to work harder and stuff like that. It's yeah. like, you can, you know, you don't see, I got like a, I got like a used BMW. I got like a, yeah. a brand new BMW. Yeah. I traded in the minivan for like a used BMW. Yeah. So like, but still I know that it performs. And for me, it's just like, I struggle with, do I want to have that removed? Do I not? Just because I do want to do a podcast and I do want it to be approachable. Yeah. Because I know if I'm like all super straight and looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. some dude that might struggle with his weight that weighs 400 pounds like I used to might walk up and be like, I'm not even going to talk to that guy. There's no way yeah. he did what I did. 100%. And it's just, I don't know, I'm just so, torn on. Okay, so I can actually, it's so funny, I can relate to you on, in, with my story too. So I obviously, I was in the fitness space and now I've kind of shifted into the more, I don't, I don't necessarily love the term body positive because I've, I've been learning a lot about the history of body positivity and it, it's really, it, it was started for and meant for women that are in larger bodies. Mm -hmm. And I'm obviously a very straight sized, smaller woman, woman, and I am very privileged. I'm a white woman. Like I have a lot of privilege. So that term isn't for me, but, um, I do believe in like body acceptance and body neutrality and being in that space now and like shifting my platform into that space, I have dealt with the same issues of like, am I worthy to talk about this? Like, am I, are people even gonna wanna listen? Are people even gonna think that, like what I'm saying is valid because I don't look like some of the people that are talking about this or I don't have this or that. And so it's, what I will say to you is one, you'll always have your scars mm -hmm. and you'll always have that. And you don't have to prove, and this is for, this isn't just for him. This is for anyone listening to that has a story that they want to share, but maybe doesn't feel like it's approachable enough or good enough or sad enough or whatever. It doesn't matter what your body looks like. Your story is your story and like, it's your truth. And if you have excess skin or not excess skin, your story doesn't change. You know, I think that any kind of cosmetic procedure or whatever you do to change your body, as long as it's rooted in love and it's for you and it's to help you feel more confident and make you a better version of yourself, not for, uh, I don't even know what the right word would be, but just making sure that it's in an authentic way. I think that that is in itself inspiring to also then show the guys who have lost the weight just like you or women that have lost the weight to say, hey, you have this extra skin and it, it makes you feel less confident in yourself and you've worked so damn hard to get where you are. It's okay to get that surgery. You deserve to get that surgery and like really feel the, like what you've worked for, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that would be my take on it. And I think that I don't think it would make you any less approachable. You, st you still lost the weight. Because I really that. want a six pack. Yeah. Like I can feel it. I know that that's there, but there's like a little extra inch of skin over it. And I'm yeah. just like, damn, I really want to show this thing off that I've been working so hard on. Yeah. And it's not that it's really that I want to show it off to everybody else. It's really like, I want to look yourself. in the mirror and be yeah. like, what's up, dude? Remember when you're that guy and now you're this guy? Like, yeah. let's go. Like, remember how like sad and like, not like energetic you were and now I'm just like super yeah. passionate and it's not that I wasn't always passionate it was just like that my values that I had in life and that the goals that I had I couldn't make happen because I just didn't have mm -hmm. the energy to do it so I have a question for you because I as I've shifted my platform to be where it is one of my biggest messages that I personally and I'm so here to have a good conversation about this and like really just like talk about it Something that I believe in as someone that has had an eating disorder is I don't believe in dieting. I don't believe in um, doing anything restrictive just because of my path of being restrictive. It has caused me to have a bad relationship with food and get way too obsessive and take it way too far and whatnot. But that's my story. I was a very small example of like going from one weight to another. I just am curious to hear your opinion on dieting and um, where you are now, if you feel like you are, you have a healthy relationship with food now that you have lost this much weight. And if you're ever like, cause I know I, when I was at my lowest weight, when I was losing weight, 
I had the biggest fear of gaining that weight back mm -hmm. and that was very disordered, you know, cause I, and I would restrict myself from food, which then I would then overeat it because when you restrict food, you then overeat. But I'm just curious to hear your opinion on dieting and kind of where you are now with your relationship with food and fitness. If you feel like it's like still kind of obsessive just because you have like created this awesome body for yourself. Um, or if you feel like it's more health driven because it obviously started off very kind of aesthetically and I guess you said your doctor too was, well, was health-driven as well. But. So for me, um, one of the guys that really talked to me was a family doctor and he was just like, I know you have really big goals and he was like, honestly, man, like with your weight, like you'll be lucky to be around for like the next 10 years. Wow. And just hearing that realization, I was, I was 26 years old or 25 years old. I was on two forms of blood pressure medication. I was working a job that I didn't like at all, mm -hmm. and it was sucking my soul. It was a good job, but it was just not for me. Mm -hmm. And then I went to another job, and I didn't like it either, and I was like, damn, like, I, I literally just completely changed professions, and uh, what's what's the deal? And it was, that I was really finding out that my weight was what was making the mindset be negative. Mm -hmm. And so for me to lose this weight, it was really important for my mental health, because mm -hmm. My, so my house got blown away by a tornado in 2012, and that was when my eating disorder probably started. I always had a somewhat bad relationship with food just because my mom and dad are both excellent cooks. Yeah. And a really important part of my family growing up was like, we eat as a family and yeah. like, it was like just super important that when we would go on vacation, we would eat as a family. And like, just those were experiences that like brought camaraderie and just like being like, some of the best experiences in life came yeah. through food and it wasn't that it was like the food was the main thing it was just like the experiences yeah. with them yeah so i always was really connected to food mm -hmm. so i really Same. like to cook yeah. i work at it like west, west main craft company where we have really awesome cocktails but we also have really awesome food yeah. so i'm always like getting to try really new things so for me i don't really so the biggest thing was that i found out that i can kind of eat what i want to but it's just you got to mm -hmm. I was finding that it wasn't to be restrictive, but you just need to limit how much you're eating of that. Yeah. It's yeah. you can kind of eat what you want to and you can drink what you want to as far as like beer and stuff like that. Cause yeah. I drink from time to time pretty frequently yeah. because I work at this place. Yeah. And it's just like, if you take it in moderation, that's mm -hmm. what it's really just has been important for me is finding that everything in moderation is just yeah. really important. So from food to working out to yeah. sleeping. And so, I started off on a thousand calories and I lost like a hundred pounds in three months. Mm -hmm. And that was like a huge thing where I kind of saw that, but I was like, all right, but I also need to make sure that I'm eating and being like smart about it. Yeah. Cause but, that's not sustainable. Yes, like, exactly. I, like, yeah, yeah. As a woman, I get like a thousand calories. I'm like, that's like my breakfast. <laughs> exactly. And I weighed like 400 pounds. So I was like, that was a lot of my, that was a huge deficit. Like, yeah. And that's where great. It was, was that at. medically? I just quite like, just, this is me prodding but it, was that a medical recommendation yes yeah, so okay. it was like i just want to say that for anyone listening like don't go eat a thousand calories because you want to lose some weight yeah definitely <laughs> do not do that like they were literally like this is strictly based off the fact that you had had like i had 75 percent or 85 percent of my stomach removed so yeah. it was like that's what my body was yeah. able to process yeah. essentially and so now my food intake is really based upon performance of what I'm training for. Mm -hmm. So like if I'm training to do like right now, I'm training to do like a marathon or like at least like a like half marathon yeah. or something. Yes. So a huge part of my fitness has been tied to like philanthropy and stuff like that. Yeah. So I want to make sure that I'm able to perform and do really well. Yeah. And so when I eat, that's kind of what I tie it to. Yeah. So I guess that could be considered an yeah. eating disorder still. I don't know. No, it's like, no, it's, it's I mean, so, somewhat obsessive because I just, I'm yeah. not like counting calories and I'm not like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe I ate too much today or I'll like, mm -hmm. you know, I'll eat what I want to seriously still. Yeah. But I'll notice like, I'll get on the, the scales and be like, all right, dude, you're up to like 200 pounds. Like you need to cut back. Yeah. Cause it, I know that it's harder on my knees. It's more or less. That's yeah. what it's like down to is like, I need to be around like 192. Like, I feel like that's where I can like lift the most and like yeah. run the best. Yeah. It's so funny to hear, even as someone who's gone through what you've gone through. I, cause like I have conversations with my boyfriend about just like this, cause he knows my story and guys and girls just still have like just a little, it's so crazy. Like just the different mindset towards food and how, it does affect them and how it affects like the our like mental health and how we go about it. Cause even how you just said, you're like, 
yeah, like 192, just, it's just where I feel better. Like it's where I can like perform better. Like I just feel like girls are so much crazier about that. They're like, I need to get there so that I can fit into these jeans. And it just is, so, it's just crazy. And it's just an interesting topic to hear how like, especially as someone that's lost a lot of weight, how it's affected you. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess my only other question with that would be, how do you like, I guess how this is now the Gabby Mills show. Now, by the this way. is now my part. I'm not interviewing him. I'm just so interested. It's so because it, it, no, it, really cool. it really is like what I. It's a it's a big part of what I do right now with my mm-hmm. with my platform is empowering people that are overweight yeah. and teaching them to love their body. And it's kind of like my question is like, as now you probably you probably you follow people on Instagram. You know the how the world is going with body positivity and embracing and loving yourself where you're at, like. I guess how do you what's your I don't want to say argument but like what's your what's your stance on people not wanting to lose weight and just wanting to embrace the body that they're in I'm honestly really excited that you asked me this because I really struggle with seeing billboards where people are like they put someone on there who is overweight and it's not that I have a problem with someone being overweight it's just that I know how much I was struggling mentally when I was at that place and maybe they're not yeah. And maybe that's like the thing is maybe they're not. But for me, I'm just like, please don't do this to yourself just because you think like in today's society that it's accepted. It's like if you can change, make yourself be healthier, please do it. Mm-hmm. Please do it. Because I promise like my life literally changed so much mm-hmm. because I did lose the weight and I did change my life. And maybe they had nothing to do with each other. Maybe it was all the timing and stuff like that. But I feel like, you know, it's pretty obvious that yeah. like. The, there was a very obvious transformation mentally as well as physically. Yeah. And obviously also my health. Like, I don't take any medication anymore. Like, yeah. I barely take Tylenol. Yeah. So, like, it's just... I know that I was not able to do the things that I wanted to do in life. And when I look back, it was 100% because of my weight. Yeah. I, I, don't, I literally, like, didn't travel. I would, my friends would be like, hey, let's go do this. And I'd be like, I'm good. I'm going to stay in today. Mm-hmm. And it's just I was not living the life that I was supposed to because I was literally, like, handicapped almost. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was something I super struggled with. And it was like I drank too much and I probably sat my ass on the couch too much. So I broke my arm in half. And I gained like 50 pounds in like three months. So my weight has fluctuated a lot. Like seriously, in like a six-year span, it is insane. Yeah. But it's just, I don't want someone to ever feel like I felt. So if if they feel okay and they're in that body, then that's fine. Like, please stay that way. But if, if you really deep down, like you're just doing this because you want to promote that you are strong and you like, don't like don't lie mm-hmm. like be transparent like we were talking about yeah. because that was like what was so important for me was just to tell people like hey like because i would see all these things and then would see people where they're like it's okay to be like a larger obese person i'm like like i just as someone who was there i just don't agree yeah and this also like with like lizzo that's an example yeah. i'll bring yeah. up so people were bringing up her and uh tweeted this girl and I was like but be be honest and I had four different pictures of me and it was when I was bigger yeah. and it was when I was like I'd started losing weight and it was like when I kind of like got really small and then it was like where I am now and I was like which one's more attractive mm-hmm. and it wasn't that I was like trying to be like put this girl on the spot it was just like I was just being honest because mm-hmm. I, I, I was like those are all for me yeah yeah so like tell me because I know that it's what's I don't know. Maybe I'm on a tangent that sounds crazy, but... No, I, this is, like, right in my realm of, like, everything I'm learning about right now. Because, again, as someone... I'm very average size. Like, I don't... I've never been in that type of body, but I'm I'm talking to more and more people that either are or have been. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to learn, um, especially with the way society's going and the different viewpoints that people have. Like, it's just so interesting because, like, my argument would be... Like, I, I love that you said the billboard thing. Um... I think there's a fine line, and I think that, yeah, I've seen that picture. That's yeah, awesome. and I was like, which one, yeah. is, you know? Yeah, but, but. Which one looks better? But, like, I actually, right before we got here, my friend Michaela sent me an Instagram post, and it was really powerful. It said, um, I'm not going to try and quote it, but it was talking about how we truly shouldn't judge people's health based on their size because there are people in bigger bodies who are freaking healthy that's what i'm saying yeah exactly and there's people in smaller bodies myself when i was 118 pounds who are extremely unhealthy and had lost their menstrual cycle and literally were like losing hair and like not healthy at all it's like there are two extremes 
And like you said, I think if you're being truthful to yourself and you, you know what you're feeling, and if you are healthy mentally, physically, emotionally, all of the areas of health, then that's what matters. It's like, let's take the focus off what you physically look like and look at all areas of health. I talk a lot about um, the difference between health and fitness. And I believe there's a huge difference between health and fitness. Fitness is just one piece of the pie of health, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think when, if someone listening to this is like, well, like, I, I want to lose weight because I'm going on vacation. It's like, okay, well, let's let's dissect that a little bit. Why why do you actually want to lose weight? Is because you feel insecure in your body and you want to feel better and you want like, but what, where's that actually coming from? Why does looking smaller equate to looking better for you? Maybe if you looked smaller, that would mean you have to sacrifice your social health. You'd have to sac- sacrifice your emotional health. You'd have to sacrifice your mental health because you'd be dieting. You know, it's like, what are you sacrificing to get to this goal that you think you have? And looking at your journey and just making sure that anything you do is health-based. That, that's my perspective. I think everybody should be health-driven. And when I say that, knowing health is more than just what you look like and what you're eating. Um, I think that if we can all just like focus on all of our areas of health. Balance and moderation, yeah, seriously. We're like. gonna be a lot happier of a society. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting topic with the body positivity movement and all of that stuff that's happening. I, I am learning a lot and it's, I'm, I, there's pieces of it I'm still not 100% educated on and don't want to talk on until I feel good about talking on it, especially since I'm not living in that body and mm-hmm. I don't know what that feels like. But um, yeah, it's interesting to hear, especially from a guy's perspective too. Yeah, and it's just, I, like I said, I wanted to have, I want to have diverse points of views mm-hmm. on my show. I want to have yeah. women, I want to have like everybody just it's just important and so that was why I wanted to have you on too was just because I know that there are women who listen to my podcast and they need to hear the stuff that you're saying yeah. too and like I don't know if you know Amanda Nybert but she's yeah. She's, yeah. she's like gonna start being a reoccurring guest on here but she was my second guest and she's so badass she's always giving out awesome free content mm-hmm. and you're also always giving out free awesome content and it's just really cool to see people doing this and it's just really important to be healthy. Yeah. Because yeah. you are just capable of doing so many more things when you have this balance and discipline mm-hmm. in your life. Because I know, like I said, it was just life dragged when I was in that body. Mm-hmm. And I didn't ever like want to be like, oh, I want to kill myself or anything like that. But it was just like, I was sad. Mm-hmm. Even if I didn't ever say it or like, yeah. I just, I didn't know it mm-hmm. until I like changed. And yeah. now I'm like, what? This is what life like, can look like. Yeah. Yes. Like, oh my gosh. And, and, it's just, and knowing it's possible. I think that the biggest, and I'm sure you can agree with this, that the biggest thing when you're in that situation of like needing to get healthy and needing to make a lifestyle change, let's take aesthetics completely out of it. Like you needed to make a lifestyle change that just resulted in weight loss, you know? Mm-hmm, and a lot truly. of people are in that situation. And, um, I think that a lot of people in that situation, the, big, the hardest thing is, because I, I work with a lot of clients, and a lot of the biggest issue is that them just not thinking that it's possible and seeing people like you and success stories like you being like, well, that's good for them, but like, I could never do that, you know? And you can I, do it. Yeah, it's like, I, I just think that you're a great example of someone that is like, no, like, you can really truly do it, you know? I it think that takes, if you look at Mount Everest and you are like, I'm gonna climb Mount Everest. And you get up and you really walk up to Mount Everest and then you look up to the top of it and you're like, I ain't climbing Mount Everest. It's just like if you really do that to everything, it's just you're going to psych yourself out. Like you can set that end goal, but if you just automatically start from day one and assume, all right, I'm going to be at the top, it's just not possible. Yeah, I'm going to get to that first peak. I'm going to make the first step. Yeah, the first step is literally the most important thing. It's like once you start doing that, you really start to slowly realize like, all right, like if I keep doing this and keep Mm -hmm. doing this, and it was not only with fitness, it was like one thing I challenged myself. I was like, I want to start doing stand-up comedy. And it was like, I didn't have that confidence to do that when I was bigger. Mm-hmm. And it was like, because I was coming in and challenging myself and starting to do th- new things, I was like, all right, like, let's start another new thing. So I was like, yeah. let's start being a bartender. And then I want to start a podcast and then stuff like that. And it was just like, I was doing things that I hated and I was not passionate or driven by them. So I was like, let's start doing things that I do love and yeah. I do want to do. And it was like so crazy because that was all provided by me losing this weight. Yeah. And I would have never had that drive to do those things. Mm-hmm. So now like I'm looking back and I'm like, all right, like now I've done like stand-up comedy like 10 times and I've like got almost 20 episodes of my podcast. And yeah. I ran 
a six minute and 18 second mile yesterday and it's just like Dang. these things these things weren't possible awesome. i ran like a 12 minute mile when i got here so yeah. the first time so i was just like Ugh. like i literally have like cut it in half yeah i've cut my weight in half and my time on a mile and it's just like building these strengths within that's you taking time i think that's the biggest thing yes exactly miss it that's actually the number one thing i talk about week one of my coaching with my clients is let's not think about all the things because i do 12 weeks and we focus on 12 different topics of health and i say don't let's not look at the 12 topics let's just look at week one let's look at one topic at a time one thing at a time if, if that means you waking up five minutes earlier or taking a moment just to take a deep breath or drinking a little bit more water in the day, like just taking it literally one step at a time, because if you do that over time, those habits are going to add up and it's just, it's not even gonna be, you won't even have to think about it. It'll just be a complete lifestyle change. And that's where people make mistakes with dieting is they think, okay, I'm gonna go all in. I'm gonna do the 30 day cleanse. I'm gonna do the 30 day detox. They do it for 30 days because they're like going all in. And then as soon as it ends, it's like right back to normal, you know? Um, and it, cause it's not sustainable. So just like making a sustainable change and taking it one step at a time and just being patient. I think being patient is like, we're, it's hard because we live in this world of like, go, 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 perform, perform. But you have to be patient, take it one step at a time and just like, just trust yourself. Well, something that was really funny with me and it pretty much is essentially what proves that I had an eating disorder was that, um, so they were testing my metabolism for when I was about to have my surgery and they came in and they're like, this is really weird, but you have like the second fastest metabolism possible. And I was like, yeah, Rob, like that's not possible. Like, look at me. Yeah. And so after my surgery, my doctor comes in and he's like, this is really crazy. But he said, I've done this surgery like a thousand times and I've never seen this before. But he's like, your stomach was two times the size of a, of a normal person's stomach. And he oh. was like, he was like, so what was happening was like, you would be eating and your stomach would be reading like, oh, I'm not full or like whatever is happening with the chemicals in your stomach uh, to make you say, all right, I need more yeah. food. And so I would just eat and eat and eat and eat. Interesting. Yes. And so I was like, all right. So I definitely was overeating. Like that proves yeah. it even more that so I was. Is your stomach still bigger than the normal person? Like your actual stomach organ? No. Now, like I've, I mean, I had literally like 85% of okay. it removed. Okay. So like, so I was like, wow. So I was definitely being just like. I was overindulging and I was eating yeah. too much and I was like not being healthy. Yeah. And Interesting. yeah, so now it's like I've had to gain so much discipline, but yeah, it is. It's super weird. It was a super weird thing. Yeah. This the but whole, it, but it also makes sense too. And it's probably nice for you to get like during that time, get some answers and be like, okay, well this makes sense. Like, you know, but I still, it still the fact that they were like, yours is the second fastest that it could be. I was like, damn, yeah. <laughs> this is actually my fault. This is yeah. not like, oh, this is when I really realized like, it's oh, not it's like, not obesity. Yeah. It's not um, what, like. It's not like an overactive Genetics. Thyroid yes, yes. I was like, I was like, it's not my genetics. My whole family's big. So it's my, it's my family's fault. Like, no, it was nothing like that. It was like, I was just yeah. overeating and I wasn't being healthy. Yeah. And wow. so it's super important for me to like have that just shift of mind. But mm -hmm. so with the year coming up, what's some like big goals? Um, we're in March, so we're wow. one third of the year, or Already one fourth of the year. Ah, it's crazy. Um, goals, yes. Okay, well, this year I have a, I've really taken a business kind of shift. Um, the past, ever since I started my business, it's been heavily client-based. So my job and my profession was I had a lot of clients and I was doing a lot of health coaching and this year it's obviously shifted to focus more on the Rose Retreat and to focus on events and events are very difficult. <laughs> there, it's a lot of stuff that I just am not as experienced with so um, a lot of my goals this year are based around just like being a student and being okay like not knowing everything and learning and um, meeting people who are professionals in this kind of area of like doing events and whatnot and just yeah and trying new things and being scared as hell but saying yes anyway um especially when it comes to like trusting pe that people are going to show up when you're investing over six figures into something um so just putting my trust in myself and in my platform and in the women that follow me and um, trusting myself that we can do it and um every single day no matter how many tears are shed it shed it's going to be worth it um, but yeah, just being a student, I think this year I've, there's a lot of things kind of like you, like you said, you wanted to just try a lot of new things. 
this year I've there's a lot of things that I've just been like saying yes to that I maybe wouldn't normally say mm-hmm. yes to because I think that it's empowering we, yeah and if I, I, I found myself <coughs> I got very comfortable um, like I felt like I not knew everything because that sounds very egotistical but like I felt very comfortable and stagnant in my growth my personal development my personal growth my spiritual growth last year and so this year it's kind of like revamping that and learning that like I, I still have so much to learn I've just literally grazed the tip of the iceberg and I need to keep learning so just being a student every day to every person I talk to and um, not shutting out any ideas and just being open to any ideas and opinions that people have so yeah no I found that that's really important because with me like people are like, why have you never got a tattoo? And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not so set on any idea that I'm willing to like put it on me because I might change that idea tomorrow. Yeah. So it's just really important for me Can to always have. Can I give you a have... different perspective on that? Sure. Okay. So I have five tattoos. I have like them all over, like little ones. Mm-hmm. And um, the one down my spine, I like, I, I like it, but mm-hmm. it's not as the quote itself. It's still relevant to me, but it's not my favorite anymore. It's kind of an overused quote. It says, she believes she could, so she did. It's like mm-hmm. a very like Pinterest quote. And <laughs> so like, but my argument to you would be that that tattoo was something I needed. Mm-hmm. And that tattoo tells my story of 2018 when I was grinding on my business and I freaking believed I could, so I did. Mm-hmm. And so even though like now I'm like, meh, not my favorite, it, it tells a really important part of my story. Like you said, it's a, it's a scar on me. Yeah, it's like, exactly. Not so, a bad scar. Just a different perspective for you. No, like totally. There is something right now that you're like, oh, but I don't know if I'll like this in 50 years. You might not love the tattoo in 50 years, but you'll love the memory of it, and it'll help bring you back to that time in your life and tell your story a little bit better. And, so. and for me, like I was talking about earlier, um, I actually like study politics and stuff like that in school. So that's, I think that's where I developed that mindset was I was just so into philosophy and stuff like that that I was like – Literally, some days I come in here and I'm a Republican, and some days I come in here and I'm a Democrat, <laughs> and some days I come in here and I'm moderate, and I'm just like, I just can't. It's just life changes too yeah. much for me to be set on an idea. Yeah. But anyway, so so for me, a really important part of just setting goals and trying new things, because it's given me an opportunity to do really cool things with my podcast yeah. and to meet new people. So it's really important to just put yourself out there and to like try new things seriously say yes but also learn when to say no and know that it's okay to say no true because saying no is just as important as saying yes sometimes and as entrepreneurs like you have to be willing to say no a lot because you have to be a little bit selfish with your ambitions yeah so you can then say yes to the other things yes exactly things yeah the discipline of like learning to which i'll really learn through fitness like Mm -hmm. seriously just grinding and hard work and just being consistent yeah and i was like all right like i can apply this to literally everything in life like it's Mm -hmm. so important fitness it's it's like the greatest metaphor Mm -hmm. i I talk to my clients about this all the time it's the greatest metaphor you can i can relate anything to fitness it's it's awesome so what do you find that people really struggle with in terms of like being new to fitness and then also to follow that up with people who are veterans to fitness what do you find that people really struggle with as as you've been talking to people of like both variations yeah so i think that um (coughs) the biggest struggle nowadays too is not knowing I think just being uneducated for new people who are new to fitness and because that's where I started I I went on to Pinterest and I was like okay like some leg workouts some healthy recipes and because I was uneducated and because there's a lot of false information or people's own eating disorders being manifested and they post it online and then us consuming that I consumed a lot of disordered content. So I was looking up to women that had eating disorders and they maybe didn't even know it at the time. And I was trying to replicate their journey. And I was doing workouts that were just not the best, but they were what these girls that I liked how they looked, you know? So I was doing them and I wasn't actually doing what was best for my body and Mm -hmm. best for what I needed. So making sure that you're, if you're new to fitness, making sure that the content and the the content you're consuming is 100% authentic and the person that's providing it to you, they're not just providing you what they do, they're providing you what's best for you, you know? And just like being able to take ideas from all different parts of the fitness industry, not just one specific person because you like how their body looks. Um, And then people who are veterans, just checking in with yourself and making sure that um, what you're doing is you're actually enjoying. I think Everybody Fights is a great example. Like I wasn't checking in with myself for the longest time and so that led me to a place of burnout. Um, And then I had to really, it took me a long time to like fall in love with the gym again and fall in love with moving my body. So checking in with yourself and not being afraid to try new things. I was 
I was obsessed with fitness and I was obsessed with my way of fitness mm -hmm. and it was like my way or the highway when I went into the gym and I only did my workouts and I was very like adamant about that and so I never did group fitness. I closed myself off to all of these other fun things like Zumba classes and everybody fights and all of these other like fun experiences that you can have moving your body. I closed myself off to it. So if you're a veteran at fitness, even if you have a way to, that you move your body currently that you love, not closing yourself off to other options and just trying things and experimenting a little bit. Well, I just find that when you put yourself in a new place, it challenges your body in new ways. And yeah. then your body is like, all right, like I need to become more adaptive and because they're gonna do this anyway, yeah. so I might as well learn how to do it. Yeah. And I know that for me, something that's really important everybody fights is the fact that they do the open gym, mm -hmm. but then they also do have the group fitness, and then they also provide personal training, so it's like you kind of can get everything, whereas some that's, gyms in yeah, Lexington, I, I love it. you can get just personal training, or you just have an open gym, or yeah. you just have I love that fitness. I can come in here every day and I can either box, I can do a strength class, I can do a cardio-based class, I can do my own workout. It's literally like you can, you can do, do yoga here. You can even do yoga. You yeah. can go in this room. Yeah, you I can know. punch bags or do yoga in this room. You can do both. You yeah. could you could do a yoga pose and punch the bag. You can. <laughs> Liv definitely could do that. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it is just don't. Yeah, I guess my biggest thing is don't close yourself off to like the amazingly fun other options and ways of moving your body just because you're like an ego, like bro. That's like I only lift weights. Like no, like go try a yoga class. See how see how it feels. What do you think that your favorite tool is in the gym or like your favorite thing to do in the gym is that just helps you to stay motivated? I know for me, I really hated running. Mm -hmm. So I made sure that that was the thing that I was like, all right, I'm gonna get really good at this because it's gonna show me that if I can do that, then I was like, what else yeah. can I do? But also, I think yesterday I found out that the 35 pound kettlebells are my favorite tool in the gym. Um, because I just could like do so many different yeah. things, but it was also kind of challenging still to like yeah. do other stuff. And it was like finding like tools that help you to succeed. I always yeah. know that I love kettlebells, but I think that I like when I first started, I couldn't like really work mm -hmm. with that one. And now I'm like, all right, there's so many different it's functions empowering. I can do. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's super empowering. So what's like something that, what's an exercise or like? Yeah, I love, I really love med balls because I feel like you can do a lot with them. And I really love like slamming it on the ground. It's just like mm -hmm. such a, like an empowering, like throwing that thing on the ground and slamming it and just feeling like awesome. I think as a woman, um, boxing has been really, really empowering because as a woman, we tend to, I grew up with an older brother and I grew up, I'm kind of a tomboyish girl. And so I enjoy like, I'm very competitive. And so boxing has just been a really good way to like boost that confidence and make me feel like, no, I can do this. Like I can freaking punch this bag, you know? For 12 and, rounds. Yeah, and I'm and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna break a nail. I'm gonna it's gonna be great, you know. And it's, how do you do that actually? It's, can you do that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. You got nails. Yep. I always have my nails. Done. I break my hands and I. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> I just yeah keep them not too long, but um, <laughs> but yeah, boxing's been really cool just because it does keep you very very. Um, just focused and I, I love that especially here the room that we're sitting in right now it's very dark and so you're you're not focused on other people's bodies I think that's a big thing people new to fitness struggle with especially if you do or if you're not happy in the body that you live in you often go to these regular gyms and compare yourself to other people and what they look like and what they can do that's why I like this room and you even said it that when you first came here you kind of stuck to this because you were like nobody else can see me and I'm, I get to kind of hide in this room but that was good for you at yeah. least during the beginning and until you can build up that confidence so yeah just finding something that makes you feel good and empowered and especially as a woman not like shying away from something like boxing because it seems intimidating I know when you were talking about comparing yourself to others in your fitness journey for instance I had a buddy who came in here one day and did a class with me and it was like after I'd been working out for like a year and he thought he would just come in here and yeah. he's like, oh, he used to be that shuck. And he yeah. thought he would come in here and like perform with me. And it was like, I literally looked at him and I go, dude, don't try to keep up with me. Like yeah. you just do your own thing because That's I promise. I said my little brother when he came in because he's, he's a black belt in yeah. uh, martial arts or something. And he ended up like basically throwing up. I was yes, like, that's yeah. exactly what my buddy did. He left the class and he was like, bro, I'm going to throw up. And I was like, dude, get out of here then. And I was like, I told you not to do this. Like, it's yeah. not about that. It's like, just get in here and do it. Yeah. And don't like compare yourself to others because if you're constantly like holding yourself to like their standards, then you're never going to make your own standard happen because you don't know what it is. So like, yeah. if you don't like find yourself, I know the other day I was running in a road triathlon class and I kept trying to like look over at the other dude because I was like, I can tell he's getting it. Mm -hmm. So I need to like be doing better than him. 
and I was yeah. like, oh no, I need to stop. I need to stop having that mindset. Yeah, like, it's good I need- for a little bit of competitiveness. Like I work out with my friend Gabby, also Gabby, and we work out. I've, been, I've only worked out here alone maybe twice. Like yeah. I love coming with her just because it's that friendly competition. Mm-hmm. We're very much at the exact same fitness level, same strength, and so we really push each other because like if she grabs a weight, I'm like okay, well, I know I can do that. And she and she's really good at always going for the heavier weight. So there's like that good level of competitiveness, but then there are days where I'm really sore and I know, okay, I'm not gonna compete today. I'm just gonna listen to my body. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like have a healthy competitive balance. Yeah, for sure. So And, yeah. and don't get me wrong, I literally wanna win every single thing that I yeah. do, but it was just like, I read this quote where Michael Jordan said one time that he was like, I'm pretty much the best at what I do because I don't ever hold myself to someone else's standard. Every single time that I come out to perform, I'm holding myself to my standard. Mm -hmm. And I'm always trying to be better than what I was and not what better than what anybody else was. And I was like, it's probably pretty good advice that's coming from the goat of basketball. So like, I was like, I'm gonna take that and run with it. And so, We've been interviewing for a second. Uh, I don't want to keep you too long, but do you have anything that you'd maybe like to close with, or do you have any like big plans for the year? I know that you're doing your uh, retreat, but like, do you have like any like travel goals? I know that you travel yeah. a lot. So well, right now with the coronavirus, not really. True, very valid. <laughs> I'm point. actually because every every spring I usually go to Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, the past two years I've gone to Southeast I'm Asia. I'm scared for Mike right now. Yeah. So I. <laughs> Sorry, I, Mike. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've actually. I'm happy this year I didn't end up going to Asia just and I think the universe God whatever you believe in um, probably tapped me on the shoulder and told me not to go this year for a reason Um, but yeah so traveling wise no just because I'm so busy with work and these events and stuff but um, I will leave everybody with I always I mean it kind of goes back to the quote down my spine that I said I don't necessarily love anymore but it does it still is the basis of everything I do if you believe you can do something you will do it and it just takes getting yourself to the place where you truly believe it because you can say you believe in yourself you can like say it say it say it but when you actually start believing it and you really start buying into that idea of like holy moly I can do this like I really can run the triathlon I can lose the way I can start a business I can find the love of my life I can do all these things if you truly believe it the law of attraction states it will happen and um, I'm a huge believer in that and I just think that if people nowadays could just believe in themselves just a little bit more we'd live in a better world we live in a more successful and less um, insecure world so um, yeah I'll leave you with the spine down the the saying down my back that I'm not obsessed with that is she believed she could so she did because um, I think it's a good one that actually no, I, I just fell in love with my tattoo again, so. Good. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, that's good. I'm happy that we could make that happen. Uh, so where can everybody find you as far as on social media? I'm going to post a link when I post the episode. I'm unsure as far as with the schedule of how I'll be posting this. It'll probably be in a couple of weeks, yeah. but uh, I'll let you know when I'm going to post it. But where Amazing. can everybody find you at on social media and your yeah, yeah website? Like yeah, so I have uh, social media is like Instagram is my biggest place that I am active on social media. It's just at Gabby Mail, G-A-B-B-Y-M-A-L-E. And um, yeah. How honestly, do you say mail? Mail. Yes. Okay. So, so you say it mail? I, yeah. It's just okay. mail. I, I, I was flattered today. I posted on my story and was like, how do you guys pronounce my last name? Because someone asked me yesterday and I've I've been asked a few times, but I, I it's, it's it not mail. that, yeah, I know it's not that cool. I'm like flattered that people are trying to like make it fancy, like male. I'm like, eh. It's just male. Um, <laughs> my parents always joke and say that my middle name should have been Fee, so it's like Gabby Female, but yeah. True. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Instagram, at Gabby Mail, and then on my website, uh, GabbyMail.com. If you are interested in coming to a retreat or coming to our conference, you can go to theroseevents.com. So, yeah. Also, do you still have your promo here at Everybody Fights? Yes, yeah. So you can use, if you do want to come try Everybody Fights, get a workout in with me. Um, you can use the code Gabby10 um, at the desk or over the phone. Um, when you sign up, if you're a new member, you'll get 10% off. It's Friday. I hope you guys have been enjoying the What the Shuck podcast. Gabby just did such an awesome job, and I'm so excited to see where this thing goes. It's been so much fun. So if you're listening, please like, please subscribe, and don't forget to share. I'll keep saying this, but I'm really hoping to have this on iTunes, Spotify, and those kind of platforms coming up. I've had some issues with my RSS feed, so that's been the biggest issue. But like I said, thank you so much for listening. And most importantly, don't forget to live the dream, baby. Oh, yeah, and come to Everybody Fights.